Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about something I am so passionate about, and that is why do we feel so afraid to share with the people in our lives, especially the safe people, the people who generally support us, and, you know, running the gamut all the way to the other end of the spectrum of the people maybe that we don't know. And why do we feel so much fear in sharing our salvation, our testimony, our story about being a Christian, being a faith-based believer, right? And so we're, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm ready to hold your hand and support you. So if this is one of the main challenges in your life where you tend to come up with fear or, you know, like pushing that aside or hiding away from your faith and not really wanting to talk about it, um, it's so understandable. But also there are some things I want to share with you today that a little are a little bit, I'm going to be coaching you a little bit through some of the these challenges and you might want to have a notebook out to kind of write down some of these things if this is your main challenge that you really want some support with today. So what are we going to talk about in this episode? First, we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about why we tend to have fear, why it's kind of like the main emotion other than the joy and the beauty that comes when we're saved, right? Um, there can also be like a level of fear, a level of hiding away. And I want to talk a little bit about why I think this hits us so hard and what to do about it. I'm going to give you a list of journal questions to kind of really dive deeper into your experience of being saved and what that has looked like for you so that if there are challenges that you're coming up with, you will come away with a little bit more self-awareness to support yourself. I think that's very important. I want to talk with you also about why being bold in your faith looks different for everyone and especially based around your personality and where you feel like the Holy Spirit is leading you and not feeling that pressure to feel bold before your boldness time is ready. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about this new identity in Christ that you are uh, a part of and why we have to let go of old identities like the identity of wanting to fit in or the identity of being so like held onto the fear of rejection and so much more. So we're going to talk about all these things today. And I also want to just right at the top, remind you that you can go right now to elizacc.com slash chosen and apply to work together one-on-one. I would love to work with you if you feel like you really are in a season of your life where you want some one-on-one support. I love working with my clients. If you don't know, I've been a coach for 15 years and I've had the chance to work with some of the most amazing women and um, being a faith-based coach means that you'll have a coach that has the same values as you, has the same beliefs as you, and I won't be teaching you how to manifest or use crystals to get what you want and be manipulative. We will put God at the center of our work together and really work together to create a plan for you for what we feel like is important for you 
and the struggles or challenges that you're going through right now and how to move forward with grace and love and Jesus at the center of everything. So if that feels like something you want to tap into more and work together, I would absolutely love that. All you have to do is apply and then I'll reach out with you with next steps. So go right now to elizacc.com slash chosen. The link is also in the show notes to make it super easy for you. Okay, so let's get into our episode. Okay, so I'm probably going to talk fast because there's so much that I want to share with you. And last week's episode was so long. It was almost an hour. So um, good for you if you <laughs> listen to the whole thing in one sitting. I know some of you told me um, when I did a poll on Instagram that you like to do my longer episodes in you know, a few sessions. And so whatever way works for you, but I really hope um, and pray that these episodes nourish you and help you to go closer into your own, um, you know, foundational Christian practices of like prayer and just putting Jesus at the center of your life and um, really just kind of taking what you hear here and going deeper with it in your life. And I hope truly that these things that I share with you really do nourish and support your heart. So let's just get right into this because there's a lot I want to say. So I really want to start first with um, why we can feel so afraid to be the quote unquote new you. And I'm kind of like taking from scripture this idea of where um, God is saying to Ezekiel, I'll take your heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh, right? And um, and multiple times, and especially in John, Jesus is talking with Nicodemus, and he's talking about how, um, you know, you have to be born again to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so I just love that. And Nicodemus is so confused. He's like, wait, do I have to like go back in my mother's womb and like be birthed again? And Jesus is like, no, and he explains it to him. And it's and it's something that's so interesting, so fascinating to me. I think I've shared with you before that I've had a lot of fears about being saved and being born again because of the family dynamic. We had someone in my family who was saved midlife and she was a really strong um, follower of Jesus afterwards and really just strong in her faith. And my immediate family um, would kind of like make fun of her. They didn't understand it. And I truly think that the people who have not gone through the experience don't know how intense and beautiful a time it is in someone's life. It's such a blessing and a gift to be saved. And um, the people who don't understand it won't, you know, and it's not our responsibility to help them to understand something that is between you and God. And so my salvation story, I mean, I can share it with my husband and I can talk about it and I can under, and I can kind of help him to understand every bit and piece of what I'm feeling or going through at any moment, right? Especially in the new days, right as it's happening, it's just so intense and powerful and beautiful and wonderful. And you want to like, you feel like your heart is bursting open and you want to tell everyone about it, right? And um, it's lovely and it's so special. And also not everyone has these experiences. Some people have a more relaxed experience of um, knowing that they're saved and knowing that they're in Christ. Um, and so it's just this beautiful spectrum 
of what people experience and none of it is wrong, right? Your experience is perfect and unique just for you. That's the way that God wanted to move you closer to him and, you know, get on your knees and be in full relationship with him. So that's like one of the first things that I just want to kind of like hone in on here is that whatever your experience is or was, um, to try not to judge yourself or wrong yourself for it. People are not always going to understand it. And I am starting to really realize that people who haven't really been through that change of heart, where literally everything in your life is different. I know for me, I went through a process of everything changing, like even my political values, things that I thought I really believed in in one way went completely different and God really opened my my eyes in all of these areas of my life and so I really truly understand when Jesus has said that you are born again because it's true we are so different and so um, I just try to have grace for the people who don't understand because they haven't been through it and that's okay Um, that doesn't mean that you're going to kind of be a doormat and let people walk all over you or be mean to you or criticize you, right? Um, There might be examples of this that happen and you will have to make the hard decision to say, you know what, I have to step back from this friendship or it's even harder, I'm sure, when it's happening with family members and just say, you know, I don't feel honored. I don't, um, I feel seen in a not great way. I don't feel like you are taking me seriously. And I, and this is something that's very vulnerable for me to share in the first place. And so I need to make some boundaries about that. And so in those situations, I would recommend that you start to pray and you start to ask God what to do um, to kind of work through those kinds of challenging moments. Um But overall, I think there's more the fear of something like that happening um, in sharing your faith than it actually happening, right? Um, And so I want you to just kind of like settle in that just because you think that it's going to happen doesn't mean necessarily that it will. So we tend in our minds to think of kind of the worst case scenario And I want to just kind of encourage you um, to kind of like write that down and say, just because I think it might happen doesn't mean that it will. And to keep praying for the protection of the Lord to surround you and love you so much, right? Um, As you begin to grow stronger in your faith. One of the things I recommend, especially if you're a new believer, is not maybe to jump fully in in, in, and kind of like shout from the rooftops. Um, telling everyone because you're in such a vulnerable place and you don't necessarily probably want to open yourself up to what could be intense backlash or, or mean things or ways that people could kind of like cut you down, um, in a time where you're so sensitive and so vulnerable and so open to what God is doing in you. So I would say that you kind of like set yourself up in this this special space, this kind of like cocoon where you're just with God. You and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you're all working together. Um, you're living now with the Holy Spirit inside of you. And so you're trying to figure out how that 
is all different and new and fresh, right? And so my recommendation for people I work with and friends who come to me um, talking with me about this is um, just to give yourself that that special time where you're just sitting and listening. I think in this kind of social media era, it can be really tempting to go on social media and tell everyone um, what's been happening for you. And while that can be really beautiful and we do eventually want to evangelize and share the good news of Jesus, um, it might not be in your best interest to do that immediately because you're in this kind of really vulnerable position of getting to know and getting like a lay of the land and getting a feel for this new version of you. So um, that could be something to kind of um, sit with if you know someone who's newly saved or you're newly saved and you've found this podcast welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Um, But just to kind of give yourself that space to just kind of settle in before you kind of jump and leap into what will be next for you in sharing your faith. Now, being saved, right? Being saved and being like this brand new version of you that God has created you to be, right? You're now fully his, right? Um, This can look really different for everyone. You know, it can be a more of a, like a logical understanding that you're saved, or it can be like a, a radical change, you know, top to bottom in your life, kind of like how my experience was. And so um, it can be helpful to just kind of like journal about your experience. Uh, I think in the last episode, I touched briefly on, I'm going to do a separate episode just about talking about your testimonial. And I'll give you a worksheet that I use and I give to clients and friends who um, want to develop their testimonial and kind of like piece all of the layers together. So that's going to be coming sometime in July. Um, But for today, I think that it could be helpful just to give you some journal prompts to support you in figuring out um, what your story is and um, piecing kind of some of the layers together. So thinking about being saved, right? We're We're talking today about your salvation story and, you know, why you have fear around it, why you might be afraid to talk about it, why you might be afraid to embody it, um, why you feel uncomfortable and all the changes. It's just so, it's such a big process, right? And so um, just know first and foremost that Jesus is at the core of it. And so anytime you're struggling or having a hard time, you can just go back to that, go and sit in prayer. Um, One practice that I have been leaning into lately Um, I've always struggled with meditation. It's not meditation. I don't do meditation anymore. Um, That was such a new age practice for me. The emptying of the mind is kind of like the opposite of what faith-based contemplation is, where it's filling our mind with Jesus. And so um, that's one thing that I like to do is just to make time in my life to sit and be with Jesus. So inviting him into my presence, right? being with me and um, just sitting there and and talking with him. Um, so it's kind of like prayer, but it's more um, just like inviting him to be with me in my life and um, to continue to change me and to show me the things that I'm, where am I misstepping? Where am I making mistakes? Where can I grow bolder in my faith? That kind of thing. 
And so that's one thing that you can do. But another thing I want to just share is some of the journal prompts here. And we're looking at your salvation story and why it feels so intense, right? And what, so one of the things that we can do is we can look for the lessons in this experience in our lives. So journal prompt number one is what are the, you know, let's say top three lessons that I've learned that God is teaching me through my salvation? What are the themes? What am I understanding? How am I getting to know him um, in a deeper way through what miraculous thing he's done in me? Number two, I want you to look at what are the things in your life that have changed day to day? So I want you to go back before you were saved and I want you to think about what your life looked like versus what it looks like today and then do kind of a compare and contrast what I used to do and what I do today and that can really be helpful to just kind of see and it's written down right in front of you and you can see okay this is how I was before and this is who I am today number three is to also do the same thing again and look at what has stayed the same so what about who you are at your core has stayed the same that God is really um, just um, growing bigger, making stronger inside of you of, you know, like this could be personality traits or experiences or relationships, you know, things that have stayed, things that are only beginning to grow bigger fruit in your life and grow stronger um, because God loves that about you. Number four is I want you to really look at where are you struggling right now? So write down all of the challenges and the struggles, the things that feel really difficult, challenging, hard for you, that feel uncomfortable, um, and just list those out. And then the fifth one is to also be writing a list of all of the blessings and the gifts and the beauty and the things that you appreciate and that you're excited by and that you love about your experience of being saved. Another way to look at this is where are you shining? Okay, so I want you to write down all these things. Take some time to do these journaling practice as a you know, standalone journaling practice. And this will give you a good idea of who you were before. You know who you were before, but I mean, it's nice to have the reminder. Do the compare contrast. Really see where are you challenged, where are you struggling, and where are you shining? And this will just help you to get more of a lay of the land and of an understanding. Chances are you're doing better than you are giving yourself credit for, right? And so um, just kind of circle and highlight one or two challenges, um, things that feel really difficult or harder for you than normal at this point in your life. And think about some ways that you could get support or you could create a plan for yourself or you could make some, you know, one or two choices for yourself that feel better to get you a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer to ultimately um, the feeling of being on the other side of this and what would that look like for you. So we don't want to ever just stay stuck. You know, we don't want to stay in one place. We want to be evolving and growing. And of course, we're always kind of doing this with a strong 
healthy relationship with Jesus, but um, it can just be a really good reminder to not feel like you're being trapped or stuck or in a hole um, or in a place where you just really don't want to be, which makes you kind of like more sad or depressed or something like that. Um, just um, bring your list of your goals and your dreams to Jesus and then have conversations with him and pray about how you want you know you're feeling one way and you want to feel something else and how can he support you with this like god help me to see what i can't see help me to grow through this i know that you are showing this to me this is coming up in my life for a certain reason but i really need support right now can you help me to create a plan to move forward with this that you know just always bring jesus into your work um in your challenges and life problems, right? That's what I do. And it just seems so much easier. I feel so much more at peace with that. I think um, one of the fruit of the spirit that Jesus has gifted me with the most is peace. And I feel so grateful for that because when I wasn't saved and I was living without him, I felt anything but peaceful. And so just to have this sense of peace in my spirit um, is something that I lean on when I'm having a hard time and just knowing that, you know what, I can lean on the spirit of peace that the Holy Spirit has gifted me and I'm going to trust and I'm just going to move slower and I'm going to know that everything's going to be okay as long as I keep my eyes fixed on God. Okay, so this next section is really for the person. So if this is you who is really feeling fear about being seen and known for your faith, why are we so afraid? Fear can really grip us and keep us stuck, feeling unsafe and feeling the most vulnerable, right? I had this experience when I was saved and I was trying, I, at first I was just like, what is happening to me? I don't understand this. I didn't know that, that I was being saved. Right. Um, and that God was working me for something completely different. Right. My life today is completely different than it was before Jesus. And, um, I'm sure your life might be very different from before you knew Jesus, right? And so it's that's just a part of the process. It's a beautiful part that we can really lean into and be so grateful for, right? And so we need, at some point, fear can be good, right? Fear helps us and gives us indicators of what's happening. And, you know, many times fear keeps us safe. But there will come a point where fear is holding you back. And so you have to evaluate that for yourself and how you can step into um, looking the fear in the eye. Because there's no reason truly to fear most things when we have Jesus at the core and the center of our life, right? So when we have fear, number one, we just always have to go and sit with Jesus. We need to pray to him. We need to call on our Father in heaven, we need to say, Holy Spirit, come be with me as I am dealing with this fear that's kind of gripping me right now, right? And then we need to really evaluate and, and ask ourselves. So you're in a place of fear. The next thing you're going to do is like, okay, why am I so afraid? Why am I so afraid of this? Okay. And so I'll share with you my 
main fear that I had when I was saved was that my husband would reject this new me and he's the love of my life. We've been together since I was 21 and he was 20. So, um, yeah, so it's just, he's the most incredible, amazing man in my life. And he thankfully was growing at the same point with me, right? Maybe even a little bit ahead of me, like with, he had more of a solid foundation from when he, how he was raised, right? And so he always had a really strong faith with Jesus and a relationship with him. And so I was, but I was so afraid. I was so afraid that sharing this with him, he would reject me or he would be like, that's so dumb. What What's happening with you? This is, this is, no, this, I don't like this, right? And that was my biggest fear. That was my biggest fear. That would be the worst thing to ever happen, right? <laughs> In my mind at that time. And so um, it took me courage to speak with him about what I was going through. And I didn't do it as it was happening. I did it, you know, a little bit out. I, I would go through something, I would internally process it, and then a little time would pass. And then I would share a little bit with him and I would let him in a little bit at a time, kind of um, pacing myself and kind of following God's lead on when I should say certain things and that everything truly would be okay. And so that's something that I would recommend with you is um, if you're feeling super fear to find a way to not blurt it out all at once right? But to pace yourself in a way that feels safe to you in your body, right? And another thing that would be really helpful, honestly, is you start to evaluate, why are you so afraid? And by this, I mean, what is the worst case scenario? So I already shared with you my worst case scenario is like, he would get rid of me, we would get divorced, you know, I'd be all by myself, you know, that kind of thing. And that would be the, that would have been the worst case scenario for me. And then of course there are, there are other like kind of worst case scenarios that didn't go that far, right? That would be like, oh, he's, he's going to reject this. He's not going to accept me for who I am now. And that's going to cause a whole other set of problems, right? So you can, you can, and it's important to look at, okay, what would the worst case scenario be? And what, what are the chances of that actually happening? I think that that's another step that's important to look at is, okay, so this is the worst case scenario in my head of, you know, sharing or whatever your fear is of, you know, this, you know, thing coming to play, right? In, in your real life, you look at the worst case scenario, and then you look at a few other scenarios that are they're maybe just like less in intensity and you're like, okay, that's the worst thing that could happen. And then you look at, okay, what is the probability that that actually will happen? And I knew in my heart, my husband, I know my husband, I love him with all my heart. He's my favorite person on earth. And I praise God every day that God gave him to me to be my husband. He's so special. And so, um, you know, in, in my heart, I knew, like, we have always grown together. And so for my worst case scenario to be so intense was just, honestly, the devil trying to get between me and my husband. 
And ultimately what happened was the best case scenario, him opening his arms to me and being like, wow, I want to understand this. I want to hear more. I want you to share in the ways that feel safe for you. I want to understand just like the details and how did this all happen and how can I be here for you and how can we, you know, change how we do things at home so that you feel like we're bringing God into everything that we do. And honestly, that was the best case scenario for me. And that filled my heart with so much joy. And I truly do feel that that was a gift from God. How um, Chris reacted to my experience. And so it's also helpful to look at the best case scenario. So look at, okay, I know what the worst case scenarios are. I'm not going to sit there and dwell on that. I'm going to now dream about the best case scenario and what that could look like. And what can you do in your steps to work closer towards the best case scenario? And obviously, we can't uh, control and nor should we be controlling other people's reactions or emotions, right, to what we're going through. And that's fine. You know, that's why we feel so vulnerable. That's why we feel so afraid. That's why we can feel so scared. That's why this can feel so hard, right? Because we know and, you know, like we're going to have a sense like, okay, that friend is not going to go on this journey with me. This person is not going to accept me or they're going to judge me or criticize me, right? And we know from reading scripture that that is a part of following Jesus Christ, right? The, the persecution on any level, intense or minimal, is a part of following him. And so that's one of the things that we kind of take on knowing. And, you know, we can, all we can do is show up with your full self that with the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And you can take your steps to get out of the intensity of the fear that you feel And you can move slowly day by day towards your best feeling scenario. And if you don't know what that could be, you have a hard time dreaming about that. Pray, go and sit and have some time. And one thing that I enjoy when I am going through something where I feel like I'm just having a hard time finding a best case scenario because I'm so scared is that I will pray journal. So I'll just write out my prayers in my journal instead of um, talking them out loud. Just change it up how it, how it works for you. And then um, one of the things that I have been loving to do recently is I have a list now because I'm in a season of God really answering a lot of my prayers. I have a list of, and I put the date on, and then I write down the prayer and when God answered that prayer. So it's just nice. Um visual for me to see. Um, and it's a place where I'm expectant. I'm expectant to go back to that list and to write more of my answered prayers from God on that list. So those are some of the things that you can do to kind of help you to move out slowly. Like we have to pace ourselves with fear. We can't just jump out. I mean, some people do, and that's amazing. And I love that. Um, but that, but I'm thinking more of, People who might be like me, might be like my friends who have reached out to me who have been saved and might be like the close people in my life who I know who have been saved and they more have a personality like this versus being super, super power, like on fire bolt, 
like someone maybe like Isaiah Saldivar, right? <laughs> if anyone knows him from YouTube, he is a more intense, like passionate, powerful, like he was saved and then he just started going pew, pew, pew all over, sharing everything, you know, just like completely on fire. And none of those are wrong, like that way of doing things. That might be the way the Lord's moving through you. But if you're not in that level, like I certainly wasn't, I was in a sensitive, oh my gosh, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I, I'm. This is very... Um, new for me. And I don't like, I never even had anyone in my life who I knew other than that person in my family. But I even then didn't know the details of their experience, um, who had gone through anything like this before. I've never known anyone in my life who was saved. And so that is the part where it can be a little, if that's you and you don't have anyone in your life who's had those experiences, I do recommend that you just you pace yourself and you go at your pace that feels the best for you as you begin to step out um, and face those fears and sharing. And this leads me to one other step that I can that I can attest to has felt really good for me and helpful is that you want to find your people. So you want to find a what I call your support club. So these are the people who are like your ride or dies. They love you so much. Whatever you're going through, they're supportive of you um, when it comes to your faith journey. And you know that you can text them or reach out to them and they will be encouraging and helpful. They won't pull you off your path or want you to go back to your old ways, but they are really truly celebrating you. These are just real sisters in Christ, right? And so I find that that is really helpful to find your people that way. So that might mean joining a Bible study at a local church, joining a local church if you're in a place where you don't know where you're where you're kind of going to land yet with your church. I would suggest going to a few services um, in churches that you feel like you um, connect with. Um, I would say Go to their website and read what they stand for and see if they align with what you believe and what, you know, a place that you would enjoy. I mean, so many church services are available online, so you could even, you know, watch a sermon or two on YouTube from the church you're thinking of going to and see if, um, you know, like they're biblically solid and you feel like that's a good church for you, that kind of thing. But, um, and then like go to church events, things like that. It's really helpful. And that can be a way where you can find friends who are like-minded like you and just kind of like help you through this. But, um, whatever way you are guided by God to find your people, I find that that can be really important. And of course, obviously, you know, that coaching is available and open right now for applications. So if you felt like you needed deeper level support, one-on-one -on -one support from me, who I would get to know you really well and know what you're going through and be able to help you in a deeper way. If you feel like you need that, definitely um, I, I recommend that you apply and see if this would be a next good step for you. And also, you know, we can always pray for our uh, friends, you know, our friends in Christ that are going to support us. And of course, we live in the age of Facebook groups and things like that. So you could kind of look for groups of like-minded people, that kind of thing. 
um, just to help you to get your footing in what, um, you know, that you're not alone when we have these experiences of being um, held and supported and strongly rooted in our faith. It's so helpful to be able to do that with people who we're not um, trying to uh, teach them anything about what you're going through all the time, but that you are, um, you know, just from, you're coming from the same place, right? The same foundation, um, the same set of beliefs so that it feels really nourishing and helpful to you. Okay, so as we wrap up this episode, I just want to encourage you and remind you that God has done and is doing a beautiful thing in you. You are loved, you are chosen, you are in his family, you are adopted by him. And whatever fear you have, fear of rejection, fear of looking silly, fear of you know, letting people down or not being um, a part of the group anymore, right? These are all fears that we all have all the time, whether we're talking faith-based or just regular life things, right? And so I just want to encourage you and remind you that um, if you're listening to this, I'm just so happy that you're here listening to this episode. And I hope that it's encouraging to you to just remember the who you were before and who you are today and that the steps that you take are glorifying to God may they be so right and so I just love you so much I'm so grateful you're here I hope that um the tools and the to-dos that I offered in this episode have been helpful to you and just know and remind yourself that Thinking something might happen is not the same as it happening. So lean into that when you feel fearful. DM me on Instagram at ElizaCC underscore. And I'm happy to support you and cheer you on and congratulate you and celebrate you um, for all the big things and the small things that you're doing that feel like they're making an impact for God's kingdom. I love you so much, and I'll see you next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.